1: hello and welcome to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network happy to have you back with us i'm your host gary morgan with me as always is my good friend jim stam how you doing brother
0: doing good man just uh the dog days of summer gary for uh, yeah. this baseball team isn't it
1: it is man and i and you know for once because it's been a while this week, it's just the two of us.
0: Yeah, we just, look, we we just want the spotlight all right here, wherever you are on camera. On really, screen.
1: really, in reality, we both have a whole lot of crap we want to yell and scream about. And, yeah. you know, just couldn't have anything in the way of that this week. Um,
0: happy birthday. Jim, thank you, thank you, sir. Yes, uh, that's my my dedication to the show. Even on birthdays, Gary, we do the show, so you know it's true. It's true. One more trip around the sun. Good for you. Yeah. Thanks, bud.
1: Um, boy, we're gonna t- we're gonna start by not bearing the lead. We're gonna talk about O'Neill Cruz to start with, and I can't say it was entirely unexpected news that you know things weren't necessarily going great. You know, the team wasn't exactly leaking out a ton of video of him running around, were they? No. Um, you know, you you got a few little shots of him fielding grounders on his knees, and, and we got a, a couple mentions of him starting some kind of a running program. Um, Tom Tomzek said uh, that he had plateaued. That was the word he chose. And, um, I, I mean, I think that's probably expected as well. You know, you kind of get to a certain point with, with a recovery where that's especially something like that. I don't know how many of you out there have had something like that. I've had more than I care to mention, but um once you start breaking down that scar tissue, it hurts, man. <laughs> like it, yeah. and And it's not necessarily like it's hurting you. It's not hurting the injury, but it hurts. So, you know, I guess I can, I can expect that something like this is going to happen and, and we're running out of time. I just don't think he's going to play yeah. this year.
0: Yeah. That's what sucks about it is. I thought that last month was really important. Some people disagree with that. I, I, I just say like, you know, get, get back, get in the swing of things, get some games under your belt. That's, that's, That was ideal. Um, I mean, let me also say, Gary, I've plateaued a long time ago. So, uh, you know, we don't, (laughs) you know, so, you know, I get it. Um, But look, I don't think this is like, I saw some people talking about like, oh, this is just a bad sign. And it's because it was such a serious injury. I don't think it's anything like that. I think it's much more what you said, which is this is this sometimes happens. I think he'll be fine physically. Um, But, yeah, you know, man, it was such a crucial year for him to get all that, you know, that first full year of development at the major league level and see what he's capable of. And it's just it's just a shame we're not going to probably be able to. We don't know anything. It's just all signs are pointing to that, that he's not going to get any any reps in this year. Yeah. And. I mean, it was
1: always iffy, so I guess, I'm um, again, I'm not like super panicked by it or caught off guard or anything, but still, I think it would have been really nice to see. Now, on the other hand, here are the Pirates. The only good thing that came out of this, really, if you ask me, is really being able to get eyes on a whole bunch of middle infielders that I otherwise don't think we would have. Now, the bad side of that is I don't think they found too many answers for shortstop, really. Alika Williams can play the position really well. I think I've been kind of impressed with Leavar Um, So there's a couple. And, and Tukapina Marcano wasn't horrific there. you know. But mm-hmm. all in all, I don't think we would have gotten through all these guys had we not. So what I want to know is in the last month of the season, why are we wasting time with Vinny Capra playing second base? Like, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. Like for many reasons, one, like, I don't care if he goes, uh, 20 for 50, the rest, of the, the rest of the time he's here, he is not going to be here next year. Mm-hmm. Look at the roster construction. He's not a part of this period. It uh, also to, you
0: know, we have gotten a look at a lot, a lot of guys nobody's real aside from Piguero, he's the one that's like at least shown he's got some real upside but you know we talk about all this depth at the in the middle infield well, it's just another reminder of is it looks great on paper and you start shuffling through some of it. And you're like, well, I mean, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not where we thought it was. Yeah, you know, the Nick Gonzalez thing is obviously going to be on people's minds. And I know it is on yours, too. Um, he's done some good things since he's been back down. I don't know if they want to recall him that quick. I probably would. I would I, I, I you know, I. because, again, I, I I'm with you. I just don't need to be seeing these types of guys right now at the end of the year. Um, it just looks like they're buying buying—they're buying innings and at-bats wherever they can just to finish it out.
1: If you have Vinny Capra on the roster and he sits on the bench and it's because you just don't want to have a prospect sit on the bench, 100% in your corner. You start starting him two, three times a week. I've got a problem. I don't want to see him two or three times a week. I want him when you absolutely have to sit Hayes or there's an injury and you got to throw in that extra middle infielder or something along those lines. There's just nothing to be gained or learned from it. And no. at this point of the season, I want to gain or learn something. Right. Right. Like Alika Williams, for instance. I like him. I really do. Just flat out, I like him. I think he's a good defender. I think he can handle the stick pretty well for what he is. You know, he's a twiggy hitter. That's what he is. I don't mind that. I think there's a place for that. I've talked about that several times. But we've given Alika Williams a good long run here. Gonzalez is down there in AAA crushing baseballs. He's the number one pick. I think he's going to struggle to make the roster next year. Take advantage of the time you have without O'Neill Cruz. Get him up here. Let him play with Peggy. Use the time you have so that you make informed decisions.
0: Yeah. That's because, all. Yeah. Right. Because at least you could get a look at that for the last month, that combination and really, really judge it and see what it looks like, you know, on a day to day basis. But you know uh, Shelton, Sherrington, wherever wherever all this is coming from is man, they just cannot leave that lineup alone. They cannot leave people playing day to day, you know. And 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 we understand why it's sometimes catching why, like you don't catch the day after and a night game, and it's an after. I, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about just like the constant tinkering that and, and with guys. It shouldn't be playing anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's so never ending. And, 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 you know, this is <laughs> year four. So it's just one of those things where, like, you know, you do get, you, you just flat out as a fan get tired of seeing it, quite frankly. Yeah. So Robert Haglin here, before
1: we go to a break, um, wonders what he'll, what he'll look like. He's talking about a new cruise. He wonders what he'll look like next season. Seems to remember Jason Kendall took a while to return to form.
0: Until you see it, you're gonna worry yeah i mean um, and and Kendall's injury was horrific i mean he 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 had a foot hanging by skin yeah. type deal, I mean, so and played a uh, uh, and played a different position. The good thing is Kendall came back he was just he was he was fine once he did get back to form, yeah. so I don't think it's that kind of a situation. I don't know that that's um what that gentleman was suggesting. But, you know, there are degrees to things. One
1: more from Swan here. Uh, How many more wins would the ball club have if Cruz had remained healthy and in the lineup? I don't think anybody could possibly tell you. Part of the reason that I think it's so disappointing we missed time with Daniel Cruz this year is because we don't really know what he was going to be, 100%. I mean, we saw, what, 300 at-bats from him? I mean, you really needed to see that sophomore season play out, understand how the power was going to mature. How was he going to handle lefties? Was he going to grow into somebody that could take advantage of both sides of the plate? Was he going to be somebody that was kind of, you know, hard to play against tough lefties, or was he going to do enough damage? You
0: know, you're going to get to see all, all the ups and downs, which there would have been how he responds to a full season. So not only do you push that back a year, he hasn't played. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's, 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 it's a double gut punch. It
1: really is. And there's just no sugarcoating it. It sucks, but I guess the worst scenario would have been uh playing him too early and having him get hurt again you know um so let's take a quick break come back let's talk about henry davis hmm. And welcome back to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network uh jim we ran a poll question we got over 1100
0: nice votes can you believe nice. that <laughs> yes because it's a it's a interesting topic crazy.
1: um last second too yeah it's it's just a weird topic um because we put it up before the injury happened. So (laughs) it says, uh, have to wonder if this is doing Davis any good at this point. Should they consider AAA or just keep doing this in major leagues? Obviously that decision was taken out of their hands to a degree because he got hurt. Um, But I don't think it changes really the intent of this poll. So we're going to go ahead and talk about it. I gave you options, major league right field, major league catcher. Triple A right field, triple A catcher. I was shocked how evenly split it was. That's a lot of votes, so this matters. This isn't just like, you know, 30 people, (laughs) you know, picking some stuff here. 36% say major league right field, which I think the Pirates tend to agree. I think that's probably what they're doing. Triple A right field got 20, almost 24% triple a catcher 18.3 and major league catcher 21. So I've heard most comments I I see directed towards me about Henry Davis are basically whining that he's not catching. I totally thought this poll was going to 100% back that up. Yeah. It did not. So I mean, what do you think of those results, man? Like Major League Right Field won pretty big.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I'm glad that, the you know, um, the poll was evenly spread out because I think it is a tough question. It sounds like people are at least approaching it logically rather than the loud uh, screaming of a few about him catching, which i think is the last place he really needs to be if he's not ready. Um, You know, I, I, I I think he's the kind of guy that can handle it. It's painful to watch him in right field a little bit at times. Um, But was it carrying over to the plate? I don't know. He wasn't healthy. That's what I'm hearing. He had been battling this, this thumb, so, I don't know, Gary. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that they got it right? Um, where do you stand on it?
1: I, I think he's going to be a right fielder. I, I really do. Um, I've always kind of felt like they're going to give him some catching opportunities to more placate him than necessarily um, hope that that's what he turns into. I heard Derek Shelton on the fan this week um, doing his spot with Cook and uh, Starkey. And yeah, I don't know, man. If I'm reading between the lines, it doesn't sound to me like they think he's got that in him. And I also think Andy has something to say here. And Andy's progression has been pretty quick. He actually is fixing things that you notice are wrong almost on a week-by-week basis, which I got to tell you is extremely advanced for a prospect (laughs) for a young kid. So I think Endy probably has more to say about this than Davis, really. They have to have some place for him to play every day, and you don't want to waste that arm as DH. So I think he needs to learn to be a right fielder, and I think over the offseason he'll figure that out, but it's going to be painful to watch until he does.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, I, from, from day one, I always questioned whether Henry Davis would end up it, as a catcher. Did I see it playing out because of these reasons? Probably not. I just, I just wondered if that wasn't going to be his, his end destination, especially if he could hit, Um, you know, I don't, his arm is so good. You're right. You don't want to put him at DH. Um, it's the biggest attribute he has as a fielder. Um, I mean, at least when he's not tracking balls and seeing them and taking bad angles, he, he at least has a cannon out there. Um, first base, you know, I always thought that, that could be an option for him, but again, there, then again, you're, you're wasting his arm. And, and, Who's to say he he acclimates any better to that? I, I don't know. All right. Um. You know, looking back on it now, when they took him, um, he just flat out needs to hit. Uh, you know, if he hits, I don't know that it's as big of a deal because I do think you're right. Endy has, Andy is just more fluid and more athletic and has really, really looked capable back there. He's got holes, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, holes he's got to work on. But he you can see you can see the potential in him every time he's behind the plate.
1: Yeah, and it's not perfect. Um like we know we know Keller doesn't like throwing to him. Now, that's something they'll force Keller to become okay with next year, I'm sure. But for right now, they're kind of letting him have his personal catcher of Jason Delay. That's fine. Jason Delay is doing okay too, um, but you've noticed Johan Oviedo calling his own pitches now.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Well, well, I
1: mean that's a couple people, probably the arguably the two most important starters they currently have on their roster. Um, how many do they have, Gary? <laughs> well, but I'm I'm saying they're they're the ones that have been here all year and they're bucking against you know Andy a little bit. So
0: we'll see how it all plays out. But, and, and of course, you know, you get into uh, the offseason and then pitchers and catchers, and they get to work together a lot more at that point. Um, yeah. So there's some familiarity and um, some, uh, I don't know, not to be cheesy, but bonding that's got to go there. And, sure. and, and they'll work on that. And I think you'll see them get along. I think Keller, if Keller wants his own personal catcher, <laughs> I think he's earned it at this point.
1: I mean, I think, I think
0: next year, this probably won't be an issue. Yeah.
1: I just think right now, I I think Keller was very comfortable with what was going on with delay and hedges and he felt it had him at a certain point. And then whether it's coincident or or not, he started struggling right around when Andy started catching him. And for whatever reason, he's not struggling now. So either Andy needs to absorb from Jason, what's going on or. Yeah, Jason's going to be Mitch Keller's, uh, you know, personal catcher. Right. Uh, That's just the way it'll be. And and there's nothing wrong with that, really, it's until you get to the playoffs. And then that stuff gets ridiculous because you got, you all of a sudden are like, okay, well, I know we let you do it all season long, but now mm-hmm. we need his bat. So, right. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and um, you know, Jason DeLay... He's he's actually just if if you were just using him as a strictly a backup and whatever, he's actually really good in that role. He's he's very capable of being your backup catcher and giving you exactly what that position requires.
1: Right. And I see a lot of you in the chat talking about Jack Swinski. We'll get there. Keep your pants on. It'll be all right. Um, I want to read some comments from this poll question because I, I got a ton of those too. So I just want to make sure that we got to get a well rounded response here because some of you were mad that I didn't put first base on there. But that's because I think it's that unlikely. So I mean, I just yeah. didn't do it. Um, Frank says, I would rather see Davis go to Indy and work on his catching. They can keep Bay in center field, Reynolds in left field, Sewinski in right field, and work in Palacios in right field too. So it seemed to me like his answer was almost more about other players than Davis. Um, again, I think if he's going to work on catcher, AAA would be the the place to go. I think that's that's probably your first indication that they're not all that serious about it.
0: They both can't
1: catch. They both can catch. They both they both can't be a MLB starting catcher. That's the difference. That's that. And, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They like if you wanted to split them like three and four every week or something, you could do that, I guess, if you really wanted to. But you're always going to have somebody that calls a better game. You're always going to have somebody that certain pitchers like throwing to better. You're always going to. It it just adds an extra layer to matchup issues that I'm not sure you necessarily want to play with. I don't know how many of you remember. Like think back to the the early '90s. I don't. I'm, I mean, I certainly that's right in my wheelhouse. The pirates had Don slot and Mike Lavalier for a long time. Now, mm. neither of them are at the caliber that we're hoping Andy and Davis get to, but there were, it was a, a strict platoon sometimes, man. Like you knew sluggo was going to play against lefties and you knew Mike was going to play against righties period. Mm. Yeah, that was going to happen. No one got in the playoffs. Leland won a defense, and he played Levalier pretty much the whole time. <laughs> so, I mean, there's always going to be little things like that. And I just think when you start introducing stuff like that, you can't have two stars share a position. Not going to happen. Not, so, you think they are both going to be stars, let go of it.
0: Let them go well, to right field. You know, it's a luxury. This team and this organization can't – I mean, we're we, we're not – Loaded like that, you can't. You you got you got to put it where you think you can get the most out of both. I I would think.
1: Our buddy Casey here says, with his attitude, sending him down will piss him off, and I kind of like him being pissed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe it would, but I I mean I think an, another thing that we probably haven't given any kind of thought to was how long Tarek Brock was out sick. It was almost, almost two full weeks he was out sick. There, he's the outfield instructor, right? So when he was working with Henry pretty closely out there, I did feel like he was starting to get a little bit better at running routes. But, you know, as soon as he was gone, there was just no shepherd and it just completely went awry. Um, that brings me to a question, Jim, that I think is interesting at least. Okay. Derek Shelton admits that. The hand injury was going on for a while. Why in the world would you ask him to push through that?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh the injury thing I've been thinking about the last couple of days. And um I guess it's like when did Henry tell them? What did they know and when did they know it type deal? Um if they knew it, and you're asking him to push through it, and the guy has had some hand and wrist stuff before, and he's really struggling um, at the plate, you know, aren't you doing him a disservice? You know, yeah. people just think he's out there failing. Well, you know, I mean, maybe there's a good, maybe you know, there's probably a reason for it, other than baseball's really hard, And I get it. Like, you get stuck in this gray area probably where, like, you're trying to manage things with players. And you don't want to be a complete open book because, like, whether it's Kutch with the elbow that we find out, you know, actually has been bothering him um, or the Davis situation – you don't need to make that available to other teams. And all of a sudden, they're just getting pounded, pound everything right. inside. And, you know, that's not helping things. But the flip side is poor Henry Davis, <laughs> you know. So, like, I, it, it started uh, – we've had enough injuries this year to start thinking about all this. And then uh, – so, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think you get in a real – a real quandary – Type catch 22 with it. Right. I don't know. It was just
1: an awkward situation for me. It felt like it's an unnecessary risk to take with somebody that's that important who's clearly struggling in an aspect. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you were looking for an excuse, I mean, he's got one. Right. You know, and Derek Shelton's going, oh, well, it shows his toughness. Yeah, sure it does. But i don't I don't know like if I need to see him being tough right now. I mean,
0: I don't think anybody questions Henry Davis as being a hard nosed ball player, yeah,
1: but like i I don't know if I need to explain to people because Henry says it's a thumb issue. The pirates say it's a hand strain now, I don't know what to believe there. I guess I believe the player.
0: <laughs> well, the point is, it's your hand. You Either way, it,
1: but... try gripping a bat with a hand that don't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's like unfathomable to me. Okay. Now it's his Hard right head. hand. So it's not like the, you know, the dominant hand when he's hitting. In fact, that's why there was all the confusion about him shagging fly balls. Cause he could still do it even after he went on the IL. So that's what he went out to do. But I don't know. To me. Why push the envelope right now when you don't have to? That's well, you all. said
0: you said something that actually made you know that made me think. Well, like yeah, I mean, how many times do they almost create injuries to get guys off the field that sure. are struggling and give them whatever it is—a breather, a rest, a reset, whatever you want to call it? I mean, we know they do this. Every team does. Sure. Uh, all of a sudden, the guy that's stinking out loud has. Arm fatigue or some you know what I mean something yeah um will Crow-itis. yeah, yeah so to, to to it's just curious i I don't know the answer to it um there's a lot of stuff with Henry Davis as we go along you maybe can start to question a little bit
1: okay, so I think that wraps up Henry Davis and where we feel. All that's going to come down. I think we both feel right fields probably in his future. I think so. I think we both feel given a full off season, he'll get better at it. He's an
0: athlete. I think he will. I think, uh, will he ever be great out there? No, but if he's just average and he's got a good arm, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, but he has to hit, he's got to hit. I think he can be at least as
1: good as Tatis. In right field. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's what I'd like to see. I I expect you to kind of look ugly sometimes, but get to mostly everything, because you're fast. That's pretty much what I'm hoping for. Um, I I think, all in all, that'll work. That'll shake itself out. And I don't think it's a bad pick if he doesn't, like, immediately, uh, or if he's not a catcher. I mean, they've drafted no. a bat. I mean, I just don't understand. That's like I, I just saying. don't understand that thought process.
0: Got a hit. If he hits, everything will work itself out. It's not the waste. The waste isn't if you have to move positions. The waste is if you just totally get the pick wrong. And he's right. not. And he's not. He's a number one pick, top pick overall. It's got. It's. Yeah. It's got to work.
1: And I don't think we're there. I think we're no. There. I think it's way oh too goodness. early for all that stuff, but let's move on to Jack Swansky. We talk about him a whole lot. Um, still mired in it right now. Uh, this the is
0: long, long the, long, the
1: facial expressions are just becoming like lost puppy esque at this point. Like he just looks like has no clue what, what is right or wrong at this point. I just wrote a whole thing on Jack Lewinsky and and I kind of, broke down like where he's being pitched and where he's got the best exit velocities and where he's got the best batting average and everything. What I found, man, is that most of his pitches that he sees are off the plate away and off the plate down. And he get he has good exit velocities up and away and down and in. I just feel like he maybe needs to expand his zone a little bit and, and start reaching some of those up and out fastballs, especially because he can really do damage with those and he has when he's made connection with them. The exit velocity numbers are great. They're over a hundred for an average up there. You know, he can do it. I just think like something like that to kind of, to kind of make people understand, like, if you're going to nibble me, I'm going to punish you anyway, would change Jack Sawinski from what he is into the next level. Now, to his credit, he has shown the ability to learn over off seasons and he is a studier. So I do expect him to come back better next year. That said, how long do you let a kid like this beat his head against the wall, brother?
0: I don't know, man. I will, I will, I will say this about Jack Szwinski. He is married to the approach, um, whether it's it's what he wants to do fully or not. But yeah. man, he is sticking to it. But man, Gary, this is getting it's it's long. I, I keep expecting him to like break out of it, and he is not. And. Yeah. Uh, again, You're right. How long do you let a guy like that just flounder at bat after every at bat? Um, And, you know, we get into the bigger topic with him, which I know everybody is wondering is like, man, if you're not going to expand the zone early in the count and you still want to stick to that. But my goodness, you can't you can't do the same thing with third strikes that he takes good pitches for third strikes, let alone the stuff that's off the plate.
1: I have to interrupt here. Dave White's asking, how long do they keep Andy Haynes? <laughs> now, Dave, you listen to the show every week. I'd have fired him yeah. last year. You know that. I mean, like, I've been on that fire Andy, Andy Haynes train since, you know, almost three months after they hired him. I don't like this approach. It, it, it doesn't work for everybody. And I think for a guy like Jack, who again is a studier. I I think Jim, if I had to classify him, I'd almost call him teacher's pet. If you know what I mean? Like he wants to do what he's taught and he wants to excel at what he's taught. And he has, they asked him to, to get better with, with not chasing pitches. And he's got an elite whiff rate. And what it has done is rendered him absolutely impotent at the plate if somebody does not throw a ball right in the frisbee size spot he's looking for it. That's what it has done to him. Yeah. and They're going to have to correct it. And if they keep Andy Haynes, that's not an Andy Haynes skill set. It's not an Andy Haynes skill set to tell you, hey, sometimes you got to swing the bat, fool.
0: It was a bad combination this year with what we're seeing with um you know, the strike zone and what's being called and teaching, um, taking pitches and hunting walks and you've got a strike zone that seems to be wider. You know, I don't know what all the, the data is saying, but we're all watching the games and they just have not adjusted to that at all. In my opinion, they, 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 They went in on game one like that, and now we're sitting at whatever, game 100 and whatever, and they will not change it. They are not changing it.
1: And I'm going to tell you it's worse than that because it's not about the strike zone. You're talking about them not adjusting to the strike zone. Nope. They're not adjusting to their zone where they can get hits. That's Andy Haynes' system. That's what Andy Haynes preaches. Andy Haynes doesn't preach. Don't swing. If it's out of the strike zone, he preaches. Don't swing. If it's out of your zone. And I guess I is a guaranteed strikeout.
0: That's a good distinction. I guess I'm real. I'm focused more on like the two strike hitting type deal where they're still not even adjusting it from that. But yes, that's a very big distinction.
1: It's it sucks though. It sucks to watch because it's talent like just wasted it really is and, I, and i'm not saying jack would be an all-star if he was somewhere else but i'm telling you it's hurting jack and it hurts brian reynolds at times and he comes out of it at some point and what does he do when he comes out of it jim he Swings starts a, hitting those yeah. fastballs up and out over the plate the other way doesn't he and then all of a sudden what happens opportunities to turn on balls down and in because guys realize they have to Pitch you in the strike zone because they're not able to get you out on those cheap calls anymore. Brian Hayes, what's he doing? Turning on balls that before he was taking inside corner for
0: strikes, right? Yep, that's one hundred percent with Hayes. For
1: you sure. have to hunt borderline pitches in this league, and that's why they don't translate from AAA to the majors because Andy Haynes' system works perfectly. Almost all the way up through the system, you can do that all the way up through the system. But when, and, you, get and the then when you get to the majors, against pitchers that can hit the corners ninety percent of the
0: time, you're done, or stay, or stay out of your hot zone, right? Whatever that is. Yep. And you
1: know who's successful? Guys that don't listen to him. Pagero doesn't listen to him, <laughs> and I, it's it's probably because it's not in his skill set. To listen to him, to be honest, is not his type of hitter. Well, he doesn't it, listen to him. You know, and what does he do? Hits bad balls.
0: Yeah. It, it, to me, it's just a real bad convergence of a lot of things. Andy Haynes, young players, and a strike zone that is weird this year. And look, if you're not going to adjust it early in the count, Okay, whatever. I don't think that's good. But especially when you get the two strikes to just sit there and just hope for the best when you're being shown time and time again that they will call those pitches. Yeah. And, And pitchers know it. Just back to your point, it's the majors. If they know they're getting that call three, four inches off the plate, Don't hit it again. Yeah. And I'm not talking
1: about lost Diaz because that's what you're talking about. Those three, four inches off the plate ones, you know, like where he was consistently in that case, I don't care what your approach is. Some of those balls are unhittable for, for a right-handed batter. They just are unhittable. Not going to hit those pitches. So you shouldn't swing at them. Even if your umpires literally blind. You just shouldn't swing at them. You're not going to make contact. It's not going to lead to good things. It's not going to help you in any shape, any way, shape, or form. But most of the time, the umpires, yeah, they're bad. The zone's wider. Yeah, they're calling ball strikes sometimes. But we're not talking like they're taking things like four or five inches off the plate and getting called strike all the time. We're talking right on the black. They're taking it. You should not be doing that. You just close. can't. Too yeah.
0: close to take for sure.
1: You have to be able to do damage against that, and if you can't, or if you don't, or if you just stand there with the bat on your shoulder, umpires get bored, man. Yeah, <laughs> and it's you know, true. I don't,
0: I don't know if they've told Jack, listen, we don't care about the strikeouts. Get on base and yeah. hit home runs, but you know what? He's not hitting homers right now either. You know. He can still hunt a walk, but they're, they're happy to do that. If you're going to let them. Yeah. Especially in this lineup.
1: One more point on, on kind of like how, you know, it's Andy Haynes because Andrew McCutcheon has gotten hot now. And what has he stopped doing in the past two weeks? Walks. He's had one in the past six or seven games. Now he's swinging the bat and making contact and getting hits. It's not as though he was playing badly before. It's just now he's not hunting walks, he's hunting damage.
0: Yeah, and he's got he's got a little bit more of a seasoned ability to be able to do that, but Exactly. He could know. do
1: it. He could walk two times a game if he felt like it. That's mm-hmm. how good Andrew McCutcheon's eye is and his back control to foul things off. Most of the time, he could probably walk two times a game if he felt like it. But you don't want guys that are hitting in the middle of your order hitting like that.
0: No, and, 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 if, you, and if you've got a lineup that doesn't necessarily scare anybody, they're happy to walk you here and there. They nope. they don't fear that. They don't. I mean, why would you fear that? Sometimes, dude,
1: it sets up the, the freaking. Uh, double play perfectly for (laughs) it. Yeah. It's, it's awful. So like, uh, Hey, i got to answer this real quick and I'll take a quick break. Uh, all the sports 17, just general question about the podcast network. What happened to the pit show? Corey got super busy covering the Steelers and we're actually doing one tomorrow morning. So nice Saturday morning, Saturday morning. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, it'll be back. Sorry. Uh,
0: (laughs) Hey, I'll net. I'm never turning down a football question, even on a baseball podcast.
1: Absolutely. Let's take another quick break. When we come back, I'm going to hit you with a few surprises, brother. All right. All right, welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I want to answer a question I saw come in the chat here because I think it's interesting, Jim, and you and I have avoided talking about it for a long time. How much do we think the game will change when they bring in the strike zone challenge system like they have in the minor leagues? I don't think it'll ever come here like the minor leagues. I think they'll have it much more ironed out by then. Um, and it'll probably have the strike zone pretty tight um, right now. The challenge system in the minors, I think would probably expand the game more than the major league um, front offices are looking for, you know, they don't want doing it. They, every-
0: Yeah. Like the success they've had with uh, yeah. uh, clear, clearly the, the fans like it. Um, they're not going to walk that back. I don't think.
1: Right. And there's other things going on here too. They're actually trying to improve the system a little bit more. Um, they're trying to make it a little more 3d. Now the problem with making it a little more 3d is it could create um, if you're a good enough pitcher where you can bend something into the very back of the zone. And it's only a strike for about, you know, half of a half of a millisecond
0: right. <laughs> before,
1: before, it's, you know, it's a strike, yeah. you know, that And I think there there's things they have to do to make that a little bit more realistic because if they don't, like if it's just a 2D like you see on TV where it's just the box, um, first of all, where do you put that box? Do you put that box like out in front? Do you put it in the back of the plate? Do you put it in the middle of the plate? That really makes a difference for one thing. Um, if it is just a 2D box though, a guy like Brian Reynolds He'll probably bat three fifty and walk hundred and fifty times.
0: It's gonna I mean, be it's gonna be wild to see it, whatever the finished product is, um, because the framing has become such a big part of every game. Yeah, like like it's you know the more I see of the framing, I. I I Jason just, delay is really deliberate with it too. I'm actually
1: surprised he gets as many calls as he does. Cause he'll pull it up a full six, seven inches sometimes.
0: I know. And, but you, they get the calls. And so like, it has, to me, it has taken over the game a little bit. Yeah. And I just feel like I, I, I don't blame them for doing it. Like if you can do it and get calls you of course but i think like eliminating the framing aspect of thing is going to totally change some things
1: right and i should explain some things too like because we have somebody here is like you know i think uh should be as simple as like the hawkeye system for tennis no The, the strike zone for aaron judge and termar johnson is not the same size Think about how many different strike zone sizes that they have to have pre-programmed into this system to work. And, and then we're not talking like even their batting stances at that point, we're talking just general raw height, right?
0: Yeah. O'Neal Cruz versus, um, I don't know who's really short yeah. of the pirates right now, but yeah.
1: I mean, that's why I use term Mark Johnson because well, yeah. Yark's watching and I knew it would set him off
0: and he <laughs> can't wait for his
1: arrival. Right. So, <laughs> but, I, but I, I just think there's a lot more that goes into it before it comes to major leagues. There's a reason they're testing it down there. Uh, I haven't seen it become much of an issue, but if I'm honest, I don't fully understand the challenge system yet. Um, to me, it should be more instantaneous Like uh, the umpires almost get some kind of a buzz that tells them to call it a strike or a ball, but. And how many times can you use it? I mean, like. Right. Because it could be ridiculous. Think about it. You could have one at bat. Like, say you have like a a 10, 15 pitch at bat. You could, that could be like a a five, six minute at bat. If you have challenges in between there, depending on how long it takes and everything. And
0: But won't it be weird? Won't it be weird to watch a game? Or you just can't argue anything, yes. like yeah, you know, like
1: and that's of the romance side of the game.
0: Yes, but the flip side to that is Gary. When we are watching games now, and this is what this is. This is just how I view it. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Everybody is complaining now about the strike zone. it's not just fans. Players bitch about it. The opposing. Managers are bitching about it. Like, it's constant. Like, everything's wrong, whether it's wrong or not. And then you're not getting this call, and then you want it there. Like, that's all been part of the game, but it's gotten so, so much involved in everything that, like, to me, it's taking away from the game. And yeah, I don't want to remove it because, like, you're talking about the personality of how it used to be. But we can't go, we can't go in at bat now. Sometimes, for an inning, without uh, it, like everybody is bought into it. It's not,
1: it's got to get better. But here's the problem you introduce technology and prove through a challenge system that you could have every single one of them right. Nobody's going to settle for less than 100% right at that point. So, to me, if you're going to introduce it, eliminate the human element altogether. Have the umpires stand back there to call safe and and out and whatnot and, and judge check swings, but aside from that, they got a little pitch calm, if you will, up in their head that tells them it's a striker a ball, and they call it accordingly
0: and they're and, called, and
1: just eliminate the problem don't let it
0: yeah don't mess and, around with it right, and of course, umpires will still be involved in like you know the pitch clock and things like that um but what does it do to the catching position you know we've talked about that before but like I, I mean everything that's valued now not everything some things that are very valued right now go away immediately really so, framing <laughs> that's it yeah but that but that's but that's huge right i mean like you it's become such a big part of the game so man, I do think it's going to change like to answer his question. I think it's going to massively change a lot of things and they better make sure they have it ironed out before they use it.
1: Yeah. I I think it's definitely going to be an interesting thing, man. Um, So the pirates are playing the cubbies and cubs are doing okay. They got some pitchers, I think that have kind of emerged, Justin Steele, especially, um, They're what, third in the division right now, second in the division, second in the division, I think behind Milwaukee, that's probably where they're going to finish. feels to me like Cincinnati is, is falling backwards slowly. You know, the kids are catching up with them and injuries are catching up with them a little bit. The pirates are in fourth, held their own against the Cardinals, took them a little bit. That was good and everything. I, how do you feel about the season? Cause they're definitely at this point going to clear what they did last year. I don't, I don't see 70 as completely out of the question, but how do you feel about it? Did they improve enough? You think?
0: Um, probably not. Um, and I, it, and, and I don't know record wise, like people get really caught up in, The record, I guess, if I was just looking at the team and I didn't know their record and I didn't know they had that 20 and 8 start, am I sitting here feeling all warm and fuzzy? No. I mean, we, you know, I, I think the pitching, look what they're doing right now to cover innings. I mean, like Gary.
1: That's why you are who you are, because you segued exactly as I would hoped you would. Well, you know, you the pitching hey, is we, a problem, Gary. Gary, this ain't our first 100 shows. Now, come on, now. No, yeah, we're on the second hundred now, so we got to start over. But that's right. I think the pitching is is the problem, brother. That I don't feel good about it, and Luis Ortiz just looked god awful the other day. Painful, painful to watch. It's sad because as good as he and Rwansi both looked when they both got called up, they have regressed to a point where it's hard to even pretend they're going to factor in next year. I don't even know if I could pencil them in for a bullpen right now. You know what I mean? Like
0: uh, if you told I mean, me
1: right now that Rwanzi, um had pulled a hamstring and wasn't going to play the next of the season, or the rest of the season, Or that happened to say Hernandez, Mm -hmm. I would be more upset about Hernandez. You get what I mean? Like that's how far down the pecking order he's fallen. They don't want to give Jared Jones a chance right now because he's not on the 40 man and they don't have to put him on the 40 man. So I don't think we're going to see that. Priester wasn't ready. Ben Charrington didn't really want to call him up anyway we're left with basically like, Hey, can Andre Jackson be a starter? What about man. Thomas hatch? Hey, how about Osvaldo Bito? Um, what are we doing? Jim?
0: Like, well, this is part of the fallout of when you lose, um, disguise that we going to give you innings with Brubaker and Velazquez and all this, but like, man, they're just, they're just anybody that can start a game. the, they're going to cover some innings and it just, it, it just looks ugly. I mean, everybody, this is, again, we, I say this and I'm not trying to preach to people, but this is why whenever you sit there and you list, we've got Ortiz coming and we've got Contreras coming and we got Priester and we got Burroughs. Do you? Yeah. Do you have those guys coming? Uh, uh I mean, it's rhetorical, but. No, I don't know. Yeah. Those are like four dudes. Four dudes that right now you don't know if they can be anything. Yeah. To, I to, mean, to at least it's a starting position caliber type. Guy. The worst thing
1: is the offense is. I know people are going to chew this apart, but like, for instance, here's a Nicholas McKee. They have a team of solid bench guys, and sadly, that's an improvement. I don't know how to explain this, besides, they're all children. (laughs) Like, they're not at the height of their powers. You expect them to improve over the years. That's how this works. You don't call up a bunch of rookies and expect magic. But it's going to take some time. So, like next year, you expect a little bit of improvement from a lot of these kids, right? I think the offense is kind of moving in the direction I want it to. It's starting to come together, aside from Andy Haynes. I like the pieces that are there. The pitching, though, you can't go into next year with Oviedo and Keller and not do anything. Like, you can't rush up Salametto, you no. can't really rush up Jones. And expect him to be a starter. He may make it next year. He should make it next year. But you don't count on that. You don't count on Priester next year after what you've seen. You don't count on Ortiz after what you've watched. You don't count on Contreras after what you've seen.
0: How could you? Right. I mean, how could you even begin to think of that, you know? Um okay Ortiz fails as a starter you might get him in the bullpen and find something but if you can't find his control he ain't pitching anywhere.
1: Yeah but that's what worries me Jim is like we we've kind of mowed through these guys and I'll be honest man they've made it worse. Like they they've actually I think taken steps backwards. And I don't think it's from fatigue. I think it's from like Jason Mackey said today it looks to him like they're filling like Ortiz's head with too much, you know, and he's not a guy that absorbs it well. Same time, same day, her day on say sounds to him like Ortiz doesn't work hard enough. <laughs>
0: so, like, oh man, I well, I mean, that.
1: like, what is it? You know what I mean? And where are Oscar Marin's wins here? You've got Mitch Keller. I think you could call for the year he's pitching in Oviedo is a win. You know, he's done enough to say, okay, you found something here. But aside from those two, what's he done? Are we giving him credit for Quintana? We giving him credit for Vince Velasquez for like, what, seven weeks of Vince Velasquez?
0: Yeah, because for all we know, Velasquez right now, he could have reverted back to not being very good.
1: Sure could. So, I mean, there's a lot of, I think questions on the mound and, and I just don't see any way to address it feasibly without going out and buying it. And Jim, I think they have to get to, because you can expect lightning to strike once. You can expect one of all those names we mentioned to come through and kind of work their way into it and, and win a job in spring but you can't expect three of them to do it no
0: so you better have that filled fans just expected the three we talked about three or four we talked about to do it and yep. they didn't
1: and if they so, don't do it jim they officially start wasting offensive talent as of next year
0: yeah they're in a they're in a really really bad position if they don't um yes skeens will come into the pitcher uh, obviously Um, I think we both know that they'll try to keep him down until it makes sense uh, as far as control-wise goes. Um, But I agree with you. I think you got to go get two. And they can't be Rich Hill. And they can't – like, it can't be that. It cannot. Right. Right. So James Littleton brought up something to me this morning
1: oh. that I thought was interesting about Paul Skeens. He said like, I understand all this manipulation stuff. I get it. I totally do. He goes, but would the pirates consider maybe like just going, Hey Paul, here's a 10 year contract and just start him right away and just get all that out of the way and be done with it. My, my answer to him was like, first I had a lot of answers for him, but the first one was, I don't know how you'd value it. You'd have to think like he thinks sky high and you got to think the pirates think from a talent standpoint, sky high. But mm-hmm. if you're talking 10 years, you're talking like by year 10, you're paying him what? 30 million.
0: Right. I don't, I, yeah. I, don't I can't know.
1: see him being interested in that, but it's not a horrible idea. Like the white Sox did it with Luis Robert. We saw the Mariners do it with uh, Julio. So, I mean, is it something that that maybe they should consider? Do you think in this market something like that would ever be a a play?
0: Boy, you've seen it on the other side of things with with hitters, right? Obviously. Pitching. I just don't I just don't know. I I'm don't asking know that,
1: you this on a day when Shohei Otani is probably headed I, for his second Tommy John and Steven Strasberg is retiring from the league.
0: Yeah. I I would it's think tough, right? I would I would think a guy like Skeens says thanks, but no thanks. That that that's my first impression. But would you um, do it? But would I do it? Take
1: the sense and reason out of it. Would you do it? Do you think it's a smart play for them to even try to do? I,
0: it's would, a tough prob- question. I would probably commit that to more certain things, um, just in case. Yeah. And what I about don't know.
1: Because I saw you propose that today on Twitter.
0: Yeah. Like to me, I was thinking about it in the sense of, um, you know, if they had kind of opened that door with him with long-term talks, you could revisit it now because it is a lost year and he's not young. Like he's young. Okay. He's not old, but he's not 22. So he's 25 and a half by the time the season starts next year. Then you can factor in the control aspect of it. Yep. Then you factor in the fact that he hasn't done it yet. I, I would be willing to explore that with him. I, I think that's a risk I'm willing to take um, on that side of things. I would roll the dice with skeins because I think it'd be tough to get that 10 years out of him anyway. So I would just take the five or six that you got and hope right. that that's great. Is how I, is that, that's, does that make sense? I, that's how I would look at it. It makes sense because I think every individual is going to
1: have a different point of view on something like that. Um, again, I, I, I think I came down where you did. I think it's unlikely on Skeen's part that he would be interested in it. And but that's just, that's even pretending that Bob Nutting would do it.
0: Right, I, right. They're so risk averse. I can't see it, I, but I, I would think. If you're O'Neill Cruz, wouldn't you at least be thinking about it? Gary, when's he going to be a free agent? Yeah, I,
1: you know he um, would be thirty one i' I'm not sure that I would want to be reaching the land of milk and honey for the first time at the at at the age of thirty one. That said, you know, he would have already probably made well in excess of 100 plus million dollars from the Pirates. So it's not as though he would be destitute. And I think Libby might make some money, too. But, you know, it's yeah. a difficult decision, man. I don't know. And, and a difficult thing to even talk about. But it's, it's cool.
0: It's a cool thought. Yeah. And, to, and to bring this full circle back to what we were talking about with pitching, we talked about, you know, mentioning you've got Keller. Well we don't have him extended yet either. So yeah. <laughs> take him out of the mix. They're 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 running out of time on some of this stuff. Yeah. You gotta get Keller locked up for sure.
1: So one last question here, Nicholas McKee. Were you guys surprised Skeen signed considering a terrible pitcher development and prospect management? No. Nicholas. <laughs> no. Listen. I'm pretty patient with you. <laughs> I try to answer your questions. I'm not nearly as jaded as you are. I'm really not. If you want to ask real questions, we'll talk about them. This isn't that. This is just a shot at the pirates, which we all know they are what they are. Okay? I get it. Um, One more here from Yark. Let's see. At this point, you just kind of eat the control years on schemes. I think that's kind of what you were saying too, Jim. Right. You kind of just have to chill and, and just let it happen and, and maybe realize like that five, six years is all you're going to get. The thing you really have to hope for is that Tommy John doesn't happen during that. Mm-hmm. If Tommy John happens during that five, six years and you lose two of them, basically, then this sucks. You want that to happen afterwards or before he starts that's that's the truth and i think in a way that's the brilliance of that 10-year idea because then you can kind of absorb it a little bit otherwise you get forced into a jameson tyon situation
0: you know what i mean sure so it's a tough thing man well i saw today that the the nationals are i mean the, the money they have to eat on that strasburg extension is insane they didn't have any of it insured um you know uh, you're talking 35 million a year at at, at different points of that thing so you gotta you gotta be really careful about how you would do that i think we've got bigger fish to fry immediately and that's where i would be focused on now back to york's point with endy again i think it's just bigger fish to fry
1: yeah i think they have a lot of that money deferred out too which which means we're looking at bobby bonita territory here you sure. know the nationals man um they went for it they won a world series you have to start wondering if it's worth it at some point when when once you start taking the hits that come afterwards you know um it's a shame because I know they really tried to to put a good team together and and they made some good decisions like not retaining Rendon, you know, look what that's done to the Indians or not the Indians, um, the uh, angels. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah, it's tough. Last question for you, Jim, before we go and, and you get to go celebrate your birthday and eat your pizza finally and everything. Right. Um, Show you, I think. I thought he was going to get 500 plus next year, you know, in in free agency, I don't know how you do that now with two Tommy John's. He's not going to pitch next year for sure. If he gets a Tommy John surgery, I guess at some point he could hit, um, maybe like Bryce Harper did this year, even though Bryce Harper kind of beat the odds and came back earlier than I think anybody thought he would, including his doctors.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, So chances are you're paying for half a season next year and then hoping that he's still a pitcher when he comes back and still a starting pitcher, mind you, and still an effective starting pitcher, mind you.
0: At 31 uh, with two Tommy Johns. Yeah.
1: So how do they play this? Does somebody go out and give him the big bucks and bet big? Or does somebody just go out and try to sign him for a few years and kind of... Let him have his big payday another time.
0: It's wild, man. I will say first and foremost, it just sucks. It sucks sucks for the game, dude.
1: They're my cheat team. I watched them every
0: Sucks for him. Sucks for baseball. Sucks for the fans. You know, you hope you don't. You hope it's not one of these things where like 40 years from now. Um, 30 years from now, you're just talking about this like supernova that we got to see, and then that was it. Yeah. Um, but it could go so many ways. I think Otani is an interesting guy, too, in the sense of I don't know what he values and um, how he looks at it. Um, so I just think it could go all kinds of ways. I prob- There'll probably be a team that figures – we can afford to still pay him a ton of money and we'll recoup it in a lot of different ways, even if it doesn't work out. So I still think there's a big contract out there for him because he, was- he's, because he's going to be able to hit and he's a, he's a, he's a, a, alone as a hitter. He's still a fantastic. So you're he still.
1: Certainly is, but he is not a Cy Young candidate and no. MVP hitter. In the same breath.
0: And maybe you could foresee him coming back and, pl- and doing like more um, like a bullpen type role. Uh, he could certainly do that. And maybe that would be easier on his body. Um, but it goes back to showing like Gary, he had his own. The angels let him do whatever he wanted as far as taking care of his arm. I don't know if you've seen all the videos and all the workout stuff. And like, it's yeah. all what show what, what what Shohei Watani wanted to do and you know a guy like that was probably doing everything anything possible he could still didn't work out these damn arms and these elbows um
1: it's not natural man it's eh, not natural what
0: are you gonna do nothing but
1: it's funny because you know the days of of Nolan Ryan just aren't gonna come back you know these velocities are ridiculous and I think uh I think that we're going to have to just accept that when when you do get somebody that is flying that close to the sun, chances are they're going to burn up. And maybe that's probably where we should come down on that whole Paul Skeens conversation from earlier. If we get those five, six years, let's consider ourselves lucky.
0: Yeah, I think that's how you're gonna have to look at it. It it's a risk, it is always a risk with pitchers. If you feel you've got one that's that has the potential to be great, um, you know, that's what you do. And
1: you don't waste pitches in the minors. So Yeah. Honestly, get get through playing the games
0: as quick as possible. Get the extra year, screw super two, get him up here. And get some pitching around him so you're not wasting it from the jump
1: absolutely hey brother i got nothing else and i want you to go and celebrate with your family so
0: yeah dude appreciate it hey Thank good talk back. good talk it was good just hey no offense to anybody else but sometimes me and you just got to have a chat
1: yes and no technical difficulties this week i can hardly believe it I, well
0: you know <laughs> that that was pure luck
1: <laughs> good stuff hey so everybody have a great week and uh try to try to take in the rest of these games uh, in the in a good nature okay like these are kids you want to watch them improve you want to get frustrated i understand but like don't decide what they are right now because the pirates certainly aren't most of this cast is going to return next year and you might as well just embrace that because they're all going to show up in spring and they're all going to have opportunities to make this team again in 2024 so if you decide that they stink out loud right now I guarantee you're gonna see a different player next year and you're gonna have egg on your face so hey, save ben. it save it for the Vinny Capra's of the world right I mean I, I already did that but <laughs> so hey Ben take it away brother
0: yes, you got it.